Hey everybody, in this video, me and EZ to talk about the current state of the NFT market, as well as how you can kind of go about finding what projects are good pickups during these market downturns. Obviously, the dip can keep on dipping. We talk about developing conviction in projects. We talk about the current state of affairs with projects like Beans, VFriends2, Murakami Flowers, and more. As usual, uh, this show and all of our content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code THENIFTY on your mobile phone. Thanks so much. In this video, we are discussing finding the next winners in an NFT market downtrend. Right now, the market is shaky, so this is the type of video that we thought that you need. As usual, nothing in this video is financial advice. We are not financial advisors. The NFT space is incredibly risky, so always do your own research. Easy's Bodega. What's going on, amigo? How are you? How are you? I know everyone here is having some fun. Uh, the market's kind of red. Everyone's feeling a little bit of a, a portfolio crunch. So excited to kind of talk about like maybe finding a winner here. Yeah. You know, when things are bad, people <laughs> express themselves, right? When things are good, it's not really quite the same thing. Like when things are bad, people really let you know how they're feeling. They tell you that they're oh, yeah. down bad. They tell you that uh, the market's never going to be good again. Th that's my favorite. Nothing's better than that one. Which Tops is in. It's going down. It's game over. This was fun. The bubble exploded. The list goes on. Exactly. That that's the best. Um, and I I just feel like it's so interesting. Like it it's never gonna go up again. It's it's just over. You know. <laughs> never it's it's a total wrap like no come on now uh but i mean look it's pretty uh it's pretty rough out there right now especially for a lot of projects right and so when i think about the the title of this video is finding the next winners in an nft market downtrend that's the title of this video and so finding the next winners is the question that everybody wants an answer to and when you think about it, you're essentially trying to identify some sort of mistake in the market. And markets are made by humans. So inherently, there are mistakes in the market that you can identify. A mistake that you can think about in the market was that 10 KTF traded between 0.15 and 0.3 for like seven full calendar months. And then all of a sudden, now it's almost two ETH, right? So there was clearly a mistake in the market when it was at 0.25 ETH. And everybody should have bought it because it eventually went to almost two ETH, right? So we're looking to identify opportunities like that. Easy Eats is the Solana Samurai, but because I can't keep up with him on anything Solana, this is going to be an ETH-only video. And his trading experience and his experience on ETH um, you know, made me want to do this video with him. So Easy, you were just talking about um, you know, a, a project that you want to buy into. Uh, what project is that? Yeah, I know, and I know the uh, I know the Nifty loves when we talk about good old Gary V. So V Friends too. I mean, we talked about it on the morning show the other day. Uh, just like VCon's coming up, so for me, it's like seeing this at point seven. I'm not saying this is going to go to ten ETH. Like this is this. I'm not calling for a hundred X here. And in these downtrends, a lot of the time, I do look for things that are maybe smaller gains, maybe catalysts that could propel it to that next kind of leg up. And even if it's not going three, four, five X there's still potential for gains to be made. So like you have VCon coming up. I just listened to a, a podcast with Gary V where he was talking about just a lot of things that with the space he wants to do. And he kind of said some things that really stuck with me in it was he was like, I'm not looking to be like the next Kith or Supreme, like the big box label. And 
kind of like that type of approach where it's very limited. He wanted to be the next Disney, the next yeah. kind of bigger brand. He talked about doing books, TV shows, animations, and this art fits that style way more. So for me, I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, this is starting to shape up and putting my money in something that's not going down 30% every day. Like, oh, sure, it takes a 5% hit, 10% hit, comes back up a little bit. There's opportunities there where you can dollar cost average in for that potential leg up on some catalyst. Like I was saying to you off air, even right before this, like if somehow VCon flops, I think there's a bigger issue at hand with the whole macro scale. Cause like, this is, this has to be the NFT conference, like NFT, New York pros and cons, like VCon has to hit. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. It's coming at an interesting time. I mean, the market wasn't very good when NFT NYC was happening. If you recall, NFT NYC was kind of like a, a local bottom for the NFT market too. Um, you know, with, with V friends, I, I'm so I'm surprised by the response that we get from Nifty Portal. <laughs> no, I, I really am. I, I don't really understand why there's so much shade that's thrown at the V Friends project and people are aren't interested really in hearing about it. I mean, this is kind of the proof before proof in many ways, or at least the moonbirds before moonbirds. It's like you're betting on Gary V, who is a entrepreneurial machine. He's got uh, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars his business is worth, but I'd imagine it's at least five hundred million dollars, maybe you know, pretty closer, uh, pretty close to three quarters of a billion dollars. And so you're you're betting on someone that you know is not going anywhere, who is working full time to build uh, a, really like a uh, an empire. And like you said, his goal is to become Disney. And I totally think that they're trending in the right direction uh, Direction for that. So we're talking about an IP play. We're talking about like a, an access slash utility play. And we're talking about a play that's from a proven entity, a proven creator, not like some Anon person, not just an artist that's making really cool art. But after nine months, it's hard to tell what the art is going to really be worth when there's a supply of 10,000 or something like that. Um, so I personally really like it. I own like like five V friends too, I think. Uh, I'm it, it, it's down a little bit from my last buy. I also minted three from the having the book game. So uh, you know, yeah. overall, definitely up on the investment because the mint was like 0.3. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, look, the way that you can sleep comfortably at night in the NFT space, and and you know, for me, I feel as though um, a lot of people that I see, for example, in our Discord, might be overextended. They might be buying projects that they don't quite understand or that they don't have deep conviction in. Maybe a friend of theirs um, bought the project and referred them to it. They did minimal research and they ended up, um, you know, buying in blindly. And then when the price goes down, it feels really, really bad because the only reason you bought it is because you thought the price was going to go up slightly and you were going to sell it. When you buy something like this, this is how you can actually accumulate something. And, you know, I feel like the phrase long-term is like perceived as a joke in the NFT space. Um, like that's how investing actually works to, to generate, you know, actual wealth to accrue wealth, um, you know, versus getting, <laughs> getting like rich. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just oh, saying, yeah. but yeah. Well, it's also funny too. I mean, some of the stuff in here, it's like, the my dead friend's comments is actually a great example where I'm crazy bullish on a team, but it's like I still believe in that team long term. But in the in the micro scale, it's a little bit tougher to hold those. Um, this is a different type of play entirely because it's like way more hands on, way more in your face. Gary's at everywhere. Like when Gary joins a space, fifteen hundred people follow. So like these are things that from a social side of it all carry a big weight. Like when people are getting into the NFT space, a lot of them really do value Gary's opinion, and it's. Even at that 55K supply, it seems like a great opportunity 
for those first time buyers to get something that they believe in, get free airdrops, get free value return on that feels like they aren't going to move it. So it's, there's a lot of things that from like a psychology and like a psychological perspective that I think about from it. So it, it's tough too, just cause like, sure, this could go to 0.6. There's a lot of supply. Sure. It could see some more downside, but I just think the catalysts for it on the short term severely outweigh that potential downside. So these are some things that I look for too. We've seen other projects take 30, 40, 50% hits and V friends is down 10% from most entries right under that one point, even in the last week at 0.8. So Kind of looking at that perspective of it, listing counts are trending on a flat line. We do have unique holders going up. So some of those metrics too really start to weigh into what you consider a, uh, a safer place. I guess you can't even really say safe, but like a more comfortable position to hold something, even if it's on its way down. Yeah. And, you know, people are bringing up dead friends now. So the first thing I want to say is that uh, obviously me and Easy are not 100 uh, percent <laughs> correct on every call. No, I mean, like, I really feel a need to say this because it's like, dude, if I was 100 percent correct on every investment that I ever made, then I'd just be a billionaire, obviously, because oh, no, I would I just would, I probably wouldn't do a show. Yeah, to be honest, I would just press buy and sell and be rich. And yeah, over. Hiring a private, like a, an ex-UFC pro to train me privately in martial arts all day. I would just live the life of a professional fighter without actually fighting. You know, I'd have like amazing meals cooked for me. I would be training all day, just getting into my body, being out in nature, hanging out with my dog. But like, you know, hey, this is a game where people can make mistakes. And me and Easy, we both bought dead friends. Uh, Easy bought more. Uh, bought an army of them. one army. We exit or I exited when there was that last pump because it was a pump to basically where I got in at. My thoughts on something like Dead Friends are number one, look, we had Betty on our show and she did great. And I think she inspired confidence in a lot of people when she came on our show. And I've heard her do media with other people and she speaks incredibly well. And you can tell that she works really hard and that she wants uh, dead, dead fellows, dead friends to be very successful. Uh, However, number one, it's still an Anon team. Just remember, it's yeah. still an Anon team. And I do have, like, I know that gets defended in the NFT space excessively. If you question an Anon team, uh, it gets defended so much. But what if we were like Anon? Like, like, would would that be perceived well? Uh, like, that's what I need to understand. It's like, why are you Anon? I'm not. I'm just saying, like, here, here we are. You know, we got over a million deals with, like... That's the thing. Some of these projects that are signing big deals, it's like obviously those people, some people know who they are, but it's still there's like a level level of comfort. Like people like 10KF, 10KTF because we know who people is. We yeah. have a face. We have an artist who sold millions of dollars of art attached to a project. People like uh, the guy with all the apes. They like uh, they like the Elon idea was awesome too. It's just like when you can put a public face to these things, there's there's an added value to that. You feel more comfortable because you relate. So it's like that's where to your point, like. I don't really know. I don't know why people stay in on. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And so you also don't know what the lifestyle of these project creators is. So what I can tell you is that I've been working from when I wake up in the morning until I go to bed at night, basically since September, and obviously working really hard before that. I had you know full-time job and doing content. You don't know if these project create... Like, think about it. There's different cultures around the world. The Deadfellas team is Australian, for example. 
what if they go on like a holiday, right? Which is super duper common, right? And people praise mental health in this space. There's all sorts of discussion about mental health all the time. Well, guess what? If project creators go on vacation, which I'm not saying that they did, but if they if that happened, right? You go on vacation, what's happening with the project? Yeah, you have um, obviously employees and stuff like that, but I'm just pointing out like there's all sorts of different variables that can come into play and they can impact the price of a project. Having said that, I, I still think that Deadfellows could do something, but we're also seeing a pullback in everything that's not like a proper quote unquote blue chip NFT. So in other words, the, the, the tippy top of the market, like, and even that stuff's pulling back, right? Like even Bored Ape Yacht Club ecosystem is pulling back right now, right? So uh, the other thing I'll point out is that Facebook Ha is fr uh, Meta is freezing hiring? Okay, um, so they're they're literally freezing hires right now for full time positions. So that's never a good sign economically. And another really big name tech company. I don't know if it's public information yet, but a big name tech company um, is actually uh, laying off ten percent of their employees. So that if that news hasn't already hit. Um, and I'm going to Google to see if that that is public and I'll share the name of the company. Um, but if that hasn't already hit, then it's going to hit and you'll see that. You just sent me a tweet. What's this tweet? So this is another thing that I'm kind of looking at here. This is from Searlight. This was a project we actually bought into, but they officially announced their burn mechanic. So just thinking of like other plays here, I know that uh, risk exposure is massive in downtrends. So this is a play that's under 0.5. Right now it's trading at like 0.39. Searlight being a big nifty gateway artist. We've seen a ton of success from people like Fuocious to Micah Johnson, who have just continued to do amazing things over there. Uh, Waleed from Smilesverse, great things. The list goes on. These artists have a, a, almost like a cult following for some of these projects. So this is a, another opportunity where you can actually trade catalysts. And that's kind of what I look for in a downtrend because they're still buying opportunities when there's triggers for those buying opportunities. And this is a great example. Mechanics for the Nifty Gateway drop, you ask. If you actually go to uh, Searlight's page, he breaks it all down. So, or she or she, I'm not, not familiar with that. But there's multiple different pills that you can have. Oh, yeah, right there. So you can actually burn different combinations, and that creates possible uh, different rarities. So I bought three of the same pill. Uh, I kind of thought that there might be some cool mechanic to that, uh, whether there, because I just noticed there was very few differentiations. And I was like, oh, this would be pretty cool. It was a complete shot in the dark, to be honest. I'm buying the three. I actually paid up a little bit for the third one just to have a full set. So that's kind of why I'm interested in this, because when that burn happens, it's a, a deflationary mechanism people are buying, especially if this next art looks good. If that hits, people like that. We could see a nice little upside on this. It's also only a 1,111 supply. So for me, I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's a very good quantity. Uh, the issue is there's only about 181 owners. So unique owner count is really low, which <clears throat> that's always a concern um, when you have to start considering too, like as they burn it, that will go down because uh, people are using those. But there's always a few things to kind of consider with that. Uh, lower supply too, higher likelihood for that swing to move in an aggressive manner. So on these types of things, I'm looking at this for Searlight to actually announce that burn date so that I can list in advance to uh, catch a run up. Nice. And the company I was talking about uh, was Robinhood, who laid off oh, okay. 10% of their employees. And it is public knowledge. And I used to work at Robinhood. So, wow. Uh, good thing wow. I quit, motherfucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> sorry. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> See you, I'm gone. 
<laughs> so yeah, so but anyway, look, it's not good when when Meta's not hiring full time um and Robinhood's laying off 10% of employees. It's not good market conditions, right? Um but my thing is that there's no alternative in the sense that money printing is not going to subside even though they're talking about raising rates or they, or they are raising rates, even though they're saying that they're going to try to uh you know reduce inflation. The money printing is not going to stop, so there is no alternative to asset based saving. Yes, there's going to be blood in the streets and like whatever with the markets. But the bottom line is if you're buying things that you have deep conviction in, then when the price goes down, then you actually get excited because you can buy that same thing that you were paying more money for before for less money, right? Yeah, if you're if, for sure. Yeah, if you think you're like some maverick trader, look, I'm convinced that there's like nine people in the whole NFT space that are like actually good traders and Easy Eats is one of them. Okay, so like <laughs> like if you're not I one of the- losses. I take my losses. Yeah, if you're not one of the eight other guys, like you probably should, or and gals, you probably shouldn't be walking around like you're some like genius, you know, the big short Michael Berry uh, type of like trader. It's just not a thing. So anyway, um, you know, going to other projects, right? Like, one thing that's interesting to me here is uh, if you look at 10KTF and where 10KTF is, while this market is bleeding, it had its experienced its run up. So I'm not saying that 10KTF itself is a buy here, right? Um, but if you look at 10KTF stock room, so whenever a project has a coming out party, the cheapest entity in that ecosystem is typically something that the broader market will turn to. A recent example that I predicted, but I got deterred from taking action on it from the nifty discord was bean or no, no, Bobu, the bean farmer. When Azuki pumped, I wanted that thing so hard, bro. It was mm -hmm. so dumb. I was so dumb. Mm -hmm. uh, Azuki pumped from like what? Eight to like 20 and then eventually to 30. The beans came out, they pumped. And there was like this 24 hour period when the beans had just pumped and Bobu was sitting there at like a 0 0.06 ETH floor. So the math that you were supposed to do was Azuki good, like Azuki <laughs> equals good, a Bobu equals cheap, deploy capital. That was the simple math. The math that ended up being presented to me was someone in the Nifty Discord was like, if you do the math, because Bobu is technically like a fractionalized Azuki, um, if you do the math on the floor, the floor price, which was 0 0.06, multiplied by the supply, that equals the market cap. I believe at 0 0.06, it was a $15 million market cap for a single Azuki. That math doesn't sound good, right? No. That's, that's bad no. math. But the NFT space doesn't care about bad math. The NFT space cares about Azuki good, Bobu the bean farmer, cheap, I want to buy. So if 10KTF, so I don't think we've had like, um, I don't think that we've actually had the big announcement yet uh, from 10KTF that everybody's expecting today. But when, um, when that comes, if it results in a run on 10KTF, like a lot of people genuinely think 10KTF is like going to be, a blue chip, like a proper blue chip, like a five ETH plus. I mean, there's only 15,000 pieces in the 10 KTF collection. There's under 20 K. So if a mutant ape has a 25 ETH floor, then there's a school of thought that 10 KTF, you know, if clone X has a whatever floor or eight ETH floor or whatever it has, then there's a school of thought that thinks that 10 KTF is one of those projects. If that happens, you'll get a little bit of a, a lag 
on the stock room, especially since people don't don't really understand it if they're not super familiar with 10 KTF. And then you look at these prices and compared to like a three ETH floor or something like that, you can get in here for sub, you know, under a half ETH, right? And because a lot of these are ERC 1155, you can um, buy multiple with one gas fee. So this is something that I'm paying close attention to. I don't own any stockroom right now. I've, I've been in and out of stockroom more than other projects, actually. And I've made like good money off of stockroom, I think, at this point, if you, if you look at all the trades. Um, but it's something I'm looking at because of the same thesis as the Bobu the uh, bean farmer thing with this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like that that correlation. I posted a, a couple threads on it, like looking for those secondary collections. Because to your point, it's that cost basis. Lower entry into the market, they typically move slower or even in like a lagging indicator. So it's, it's a great example. Like the Boba was such a clear play too. And I'm such an idiot. That thing pumped to what, like 0.4? Like it took off. Uh, so it, I guess people don't even care. I mean, the other thing too is like technically that supply, there's like 40% of it's owned by the team. So they're not going to sell it. So right mm, there's an automatic thing up. to consider. Yeah. So like there's ways to also look at some of that stuff that plays a huge factor in it. So it, it's, it's really tough. And I mean, you brought up Azuki. You want to actually pull up the beans they revealed today. Yeah, so we should definitely talk about these. Cause there was some, uh, the marketing was hilarious for him. It looked like those old stickers of like that dude peeing on your, your least favorite team, you know, like the Boston Red Sox shirt, peeing on a Yankees logo thing. It was like, this is so childish and I love it. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull them up now. I just want to call out Gerald said there's a 10% uh, royalty on Stockroom. There is. And I think that that's because Stockroom was actually an airdrop. So there was no primary sale for Stockroom. So I think that, you know, that was 10, KT, 10 KTF's way of making some money off uh, Stockroom. All right, let's look at these beans. Some Here we beans. go. Beans, baby. Oh, wow. Pushing five or, or okay. Did they pull? They pulled back post reveal, right? Yes, they were up to six. So that's always the thing too. It's like reveal dip happens on everything. Like I can't even think about the last time we had a reveal pump. Like I'm sitting here trying to think about this. Like what product was the last reveal pump? But we've it seen should have, it should have been Akutars, but uh, but everyone knows <laughs> there was there's a little hitch. There's a little hitch that happened between the whole little thing went a little south but and that that one should have pumped. <laughs> Some things did not go as planned on that bit, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's uh <laughs> but these dude <laughs> oh man. I do like how they, they look these though. weren't these weren't gonna pump post reveal. No, I don't even like how they look. I really uh, Azuki don't. Azuki pumped post reveal. Yeah, yeah, Azuki Hard. pumped post reveal. People but that was also like the first anime takeoff, you know? Like that was like the first we saw so much anime for like two weeks after that everybody was trying that anime style art and it, we even saw it before it i guess too with like the sevens and oni force but like azuki yeah. just hit it was like a different style face and left these i'm disappointed i'm gonna be honest i'm disappointed in these i thought they'd be a little bit cooler uh can we look at some of the attributes i guess i we've seen a couple 30 eat sales there's a couple interesting things with it too like the gold the halos the the fires those things are like it's all the same traits, I feel like, as every other collection. Like, I want some new stuff. I want some cool stuff. Yeah, let's see what is being valued. McDonald's hat is, like, the most valuable. <laughs> I mean, well, you saw the regulars, too, man. The regulars are having, like, five ETH sales on the McDonald's outfits. It's pretty crazy, man. I should have known that the McDonald's... I like that one. Which the one? gold coin gold with the gold Dragon Balls around it. That, that one's that, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, 
Azuki is praised for its art. Like, you know, our guy Node that is on the morning show and, and he and I are going to do another podcast on Friday. So look out for that because I really enjoyed talking to Node. I think he's got great perspective. You know, he's got his Azukis. Uh, I think he bought him pretty early on Azukis. And so he's got his, be his beans. I think he sold one bean for six ETH pre-reveal. So he, he described yeah. it as like doing what he's supposed to do. We talked about this in depth on the show today, which is Azuki mm -hmm. is pure play IP. Right. And so yeah. when you put this stuff into different categories, Board API Club, right? Um, at this point, they're going metaverse. Like Yuga Labs is going gaming slash metaverse, which probably, if you think about it, has the highest upside and is like probably the most uh, instinctually NFT native direction to go in as it stands right now. Right. Like NFTs correspond with video games, they just they plug into gaming perfectly. And in-game assets being NFTs is absolutely perfect. And, and, you know, people probably wish that that was the case with RuneScape and MapleStory and these games of decades past, uh, where people would buy and sell in-game assets anyway, even though they oh, didn't man, have... You didn't have to put out an entire policy to stop it. Like, you were selling party hats from RuneScape on eBay for hundreds of, to thousands of dollars. And eBay had to straight up just be like, no, we are banning your account if you sell digital items. It was crazy. Yeah. And Elizabeth, uh, you know, from our community and, and one of our star staff members, she said that uh, gaming is a risky play, you know, and I agree with her because no one has proven that they can execute an NFT game at the level that I think a lot of people are looking for. And, you know, if anyone can do it, hopefully it's Yuga Labs because they got a ton of coin. So if they do mess it up, then that is like the ultimate light money on fire experience. But a lot of these NFT businesses are really, really, really growing up. Pixel Vault, I saw posted a, a tweet today. They're looking for a senior level tech recruiter. They're looking for a controller. They're hiring the, the job descriptions on Pixel Vault are exactly the same as the job descriptions on a Series C New York City startup that your younger cousin works at that's 26 years old. You know what I mean? Like, like it's you said the Pixel same. Vault is hiring? Dude, yeah. Pixel Vault's hiring exactly like New York City startups, LA startups. Like, no, no, seriously, bro. Like, like no, that's like, interesting. Like, that's. That's that's big, to be honest. Like that is pretty big. They're also doing Especially the, the metaverse thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, it's I'm curious too. Like if we start seeing a lot more, like even just faces from the the Web three community getting into some of these companies and driving a hand in that, because like hiring is a bullish sign. It shows that more people are believing in it, future growth. Like that, it's a good thing to see. So them hearing that they put out a tweet looking to hire for these roles, that's huge. Looking to hire for like regular roles, like not web three normal jobs, not like normal. a discord mod, not like no, uh... yeah. normal ass jobs, like a controller, like talk about a normal ass job, you know? So it's like <laughs> that, that that's buttoning up in a huge way and they have the money to do it. So do like people need to not sleep on like resources. And, and if it's like, if you have a balance sheet that has an ass load of capital, you can hire really good people and outperform other entities. Like, it's going to be hard to outperform somebody that has like an army of qualified individuals. Sure, if they mess up the hiring, I guess that's a problem. But at some point, you just, if even if you just hire, you know, one of our highest impact employees is a 21 year old. Like, people yeah. that just are pretty smart and work really hard can have high impact. And now it's just like, holy shit, like, you know, he's, he's an all star for us, you know? Um, 
you know, uh, someone said, so beans are the move. We did not say that. We're just, look, we, no, we talk about a lot of stuff on this show, okay? We jump from things to things. This is not us being like, yo, beans are the moves. Like, like no. It's I think we actually minimally entry. talked about beans. <laughs> it's like we were just looking at them. They revealed today we like to stay on top of current market things. Uh, I don't know. They're all right. I was, I don't know. I was still expecting more variants in these. But, yeah, I mean, it's nice to see. Can we actually pull up Pixel Vault? Those uh, Meta Hero sidekick passes are still doing fairly well. Like, I was buying those at 0.11, 0.12. Yeah, they're sitting at 0.18. Like that was I actually exited right around here for all of them. So it was like almost a 2x, made like a nice 60% on them. They got all the way up to 0.24. So like a project that has cranked out NFTs is still holding value on stuff. And I mean, to your point, they've managed to now have these funds to build out a team with actual roles. Like you said, there's there's roles like different technical roles from massive companies that you would not actually expect from like a web three company that's run by four 16 year olds. Yeah. And, uh, and also everybody, uh, well, they were already executing, executing art and the technology side at a high level, like mm-hmm. at, a, at a crazy scale, the planets drop generated like a hundred million dollars. Like, yeah, people forget that, you know, and like- they cut supply on that. That could have been more. Don't forget that they had to cut the supply and then the royalties ripped off of that. So like their public sale generated a hundred mil around there. I think so. Like I, there's a lot of planets, money. man. There's a lot of planets that's and they were expensive. Money. Yeah, it oh is. And that was like their fifth collection or something. So yes, like these teams have crazy amounts of resources and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if something like these mint passes ends up looking like a really obvious thing in the long run. How many are there? There's 93,000. Yeah. It's as many planets. You got one per planet, but they're like hyper deflationary. They so better be. You can burn. The rumor is you can burn up to five for the highest tier sidekick. So right there that if everybody burns five, you're now down to about a 20,000 supply, which that's the same as mutants to apes. That's the same as a lot of companion drops. So even if you go a little bit higher, like it wouldn't shock me if we saw like 50K, you know? Um, but I, I like the hyperinflationary aspect. So, I mean, even sub point two, we've seen them get higher. Dude, these, so, man. So Are, someone asked about them. No, uh, I, think, I think that's the floor on the seeds. This is, the, these oh, are the, the, seeds, un- not the yeah. yeah, so the seeds, I'm assuming, traded a premium. We're going we're gonna to pull it up. Um, you know, th- this, is a, this is pure play fine art is what I would call this. This is pure play, fine art. And, um, you know, Takashi Murakami, huge yeah, name. massive artist. Huge. Massive artist. One of the biggest it's ref- streetwear brands. Yep. Reflected in the price action, right? Six plus. These got up to floor. nine. Man, crazy. Totally crazy. Um, I can't say that this is a buy here, right? It's like, the good thing about it is that it's fine art. The bad thing about it is the jury's out on how effective the entity can be in the NFT space, right? NFT native always wins, in my opinion. It's it's all about NFT native for sustained success, right? You can get short term, you can you can have like you know lightning in a bottle short term, but sustained success, you absolutely need um, NFT native backgrounds. Someone said, this is not the collection. I know. This is the seeds. I know that there's the flowers. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm aware. Go ahead, easy. No, it's... Oh, man. I don't know. To your point, too, it's like uh, we've heard Node talk about it. Uh, Like the 
the ringer he has, like some of that fine art stuff, it's like I was having a conversation with him directly, and it's almost like the big thing to note with a lot of it is that when you start to really consider some of the key things on it from like um, a fine art, if like something happens to that artist, that art is gone. You know, like that art is still there. There's other things to have to then consider. And then you also have to worry about like if they stop making art, that price goes up and quickly, you know? Yeah. So like there's, it's not deflationary, but it moves like that, even though it's like they could drop X amount of collections. And I don't know, there's, there's a weird kind of balance between fine art and Web3 native. So this is one of those situations. You need the, the traditional art market to ape in NFTs if you want Fidenzas and all that stuff to have sustained you know success is the thing. And obviously, there's still like 30th floor or whatever. But um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you definitely need the traditional art market to come around to NFTs if you want um, you know, to have that success. So uh, we're going to wrap here in a couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> get the dog but uh the thing too is when we were looking at the marikami flowers when they like revealed we saw that sniping happen crazy too which was wild like they were buying all the rares which is usually a bad sign and not something that's very pro web 3 so like i don't know it's this that's project terrible, is so interesting man. for me yeah and we've seen it happen before and it never has a good reaction well there's no good explanation for it like at the end of the day um like, why the hell is the team buying rares before the metadata is released? What the fuck is that? Literally. Like, Literally. get out of here. Pay yourselves a little bit more out of the drop if that's the thing, you know? Um, but yeah. All right, look, everybody, uh, thanks so much for watching. You know, we covered a few projects here. It's tough to tell what the what the fines are in the market. The dip can always keep on dipping. The way to sleep well at night is to develop deep conviction in the projects. The easiest way to develop deep conviction in the projects is to look at who is in charge of the projects. There's no easier way than what human beings are actually in charge of the projects and doing the work for the project. That's the number one thing without question that you have to look at, in my opinion at least. And once you once you can identify that and you can build that uh, conviction, that's when uh, you know you're able to kind of stomach volatility and sleep at night, even though you're holding these uh, these digital images. You know, so easy. Anything to add? No, that's that's it. And I mean, the downtrends suck, but uh, hey, hopefully we get a bounce here soon. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, everyone, thanks so much. See you guys later.